Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey, Fee, and I'm your girl, Sharita Three, better known as Red. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast, a new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because, friends, face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about, all the things we as women must deal with every day and the issues we complain about. But who's, who's listening? listening? Girl, we'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. Girl. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. <clears throat> I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yeah. Hey, Red. Hey, Fee. How are you? I am good. A little tired today, but but I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. So, friends, we have a special episode that we want to talk to you about today. Something that's been on our hearts and our minds. Um, we have a guest speaker here, Darius Shepard. Welcome, Darius. Hello, ladies. Thank you all for having me. It's an honor and a privilege and a pleasure. Awesome. So today, we wanted to talk about the Ahmad Arbery case. So this episode is to honor his life. So I just want us to talk a little bit about the situation that happened um, happened two years ago, and, and we know we've gotten a recent verdict. So I want to read a little bit about some information that I got from Ann Tripp, who reposted this from the Grio. Two years ago, 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery was chased, hunted down, shot and killed by three white men, father and son, Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael, and their friend, William Roddy Bryan, while he was out jogging in Satilla Shores, Georgia. After the shooting, Aubrey's killers, the elder McMichael, being a formal police officer, were allowed to leave the scene and face no consequences for months. As local officials, the Glenn County Police Department refused to fully investigate, misrepresented the circumstances surrounding the shooting, and rejected efforts to hold the men accountable. It was not until video footage of the shooting surfaced and national attention focused that officials finally arrested the men involved 74 days later. Hmm. A grand jury later <laughs> indicted the men on charges of mal malice murder, felony murder, and aggravated assault. In November 2021, a jury found the McMichaels and Brian guilty of murder. Just the other day, February 22nd, the day before the two-year anniversary or the, the two years after the event of Aubrey's murder, a second jury in a federal hate crimes trial determined the defendants had moti been motivated by racism and found them guilty of hate crimes. As a mother, I will never heal, his mother said, Miss Wanda Cooper-Jones, following the verdict. 
They gave us a small sense of victory, but we will never get victory because Ahmad is dead. That is a lot. And I know, Fee, this is really something that's been on your heart. So I want you to talk to us a little bit about you. You sent me some pictures the other day that I found like just amazing and breathtaking. And I don't think I had any idea that you had done that and had participated in that um, event honoring him. So can you tell us about that situation? Um, first of all, I don't know why my te- my chest gets tight when when you when you when you read about that. Mm-hmm. When you read that, my my chest got tight. What about you, Daria? Did you did your chest get tight? Man, my stomach got weak. My chest got tight. Yeah, all the emotions as if it was my child. Mm. Right. We um, Darius and I both live in Savannah, Georgia, and um, when that happened, we were like, at least I know I was was like, man, wow, this is this is too close to home. Like, like, like really. Like, I mean, I was just like sitting watching the TV. Like they really shot this man and filmed it mm. and mm. and I say man but to me he was a, a boy I mean he could have been my child mm. and you talked about the pictures that I sent you I felt like it was something that I had to do mm-hmm. we were just talking and I, I was telling Sharita that Ahmad happened in February Breonna Taylor happened in March George Floyd happened in May in May of 2020, Trayvon Martin had already happened. Philando Castile had already happened. Sandra Bland had already happened. And so many more that when this happened, it was just like filling up a cup and the cup just overflowing. And it's, it's, it's enough. What in the world is going on? What in the world? That's the title of our, of our episode today. What in the world is going on? And that's how I felt. And this happened 45 miles down the road Mm. from where we live. Mm. And on May 31st, I believe it was, um, in the middle of COVID, we had a protest. I I told my daughter, I said, there's no way I can't go to this. Um, you, You need to be able to understand this, see what's going on, why it's going on. I say this because we were in the middle of COVID and people look at me like, wow, you were out there. There's a, there's an aerial view of downtown Savannah and it was the thousands of people out there stretched far and wide. And we were out there for a reason. It, It was amazing to see so many people out there. And it was also amazing to see so many people come together for one cause. And that was justice. And I think people are just tired. People are sick and people are tired of this. Absolutely. Right. And it was not only justice for for Ahmad, it was justice for George Floyd, Brianna, um, Trayvon, everybody that we, we were just, you know, we were ready to see something done. And it, it broke my heart. And I, and I felt like I had to do something. And if this is all that I can do, I'm going to do it. I'm not worried about COVID. We had on our N95 mask and, and we tried to be as safe as we could, but it was on my heart and, and we had to do it. I had to do it. 
And I will, um, for those of you who are in our group, I'll put those pictures out there in the group so that you can see. And I know this happened all over the country. There were protests all over yes. the country during yes. that time. Yes, felt like you were in the 60s, even though we weren't living but at that time. But, you know, that's what we saw. Darius, how did yeah. you feel when, you know, just hearing about another black man being chased down, just, just innocently, you know, how did that make you feel well, as a I'm, black man? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I saw the video was posted on Facebook and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was terrified to even watch it. Uh, the video. So when I finally got the courage to watch it, my mouth was just open the whole time. It's like I, I'm I'm sick of it. Like it got you. You hear about the other cases, and and it you have the rage inside of you. But this, it was something different about this case because you you try to figure out different ways how you can avoid situations like this, and no matter what. Who in the world thought that this would happen to a young man running in the neighborhood? I, I couldn't fathom that. I couldn't. And although I didn't know him personally, but it's like, wow, enough is enough. I'm sick of it. Right. So, yeah, my thoughts, I was almost in tears because it's just it gets old out the while. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, you know, it was a ball of emotions, to be honest with you. Did you have some fear? Did you have fear? Of being out that this could happen to me, did that ever cross your mind? Um, once upon a time, yes, but I I accept the fact that I'm an African American male um, in the United States, and I shouldn't even have to accept this. But because this happened on a regular, it's just God protect me at the end of the day because I don't know what could happen when I go to work or when I go to the grocery store or I can go to the gym and the same thing can happen to me. So the best thing, not the only thing I feel I can do is just pray to God before I start my day. Absolutely. And, and, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to be afraid though. That's the thing. You should not have to be afraid because some crazy men don't like the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. You know, they, 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 mentioned that one of them I can't remember which one so don't quote me on this but mm -hmm. one of them um, was mad because his daughter was dating a black man one of them was mad because he had black tenants in his house um, and the other one was on Facebook or some social media saying that he was glad that he didn't have any n-word people that worked with him mm. you know these people hated people for the color of their skin and not all not we're listen guys we're not saying that all white people just these white people um were like that and the ones that go out and kill because of the color of our skin when i protested the pictures that that i'll show you there were white people right there with us right beside us because they have good character they don't hate people the color of their skin there's only certain people out here that do that and it's sad and they have a problem and we know that so we i just wanted to clarify that we're not talking about all people um uh white people we're not talking about um 
people that love us, we love, but have friends that I love that are white. They would never, ever think about saying anything to hurt my feelings, family, or anything like that. But there are some sick people out here that do not like us simply because of the color of our skin. And those are the people that we are talking about. Those are the people that um, had hunted Lamar Albury down on that day and shot him one camera. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what can black men do to protect themselves, if anything? And see, here's the thing. um, And I'll say this again. It's like, no matter what you do or try to protect yourself, uh, I think the harsh reality is that we are African-American, that slavery did happen, that hate crimes do exist. So I guess I have to ask ask a question uh, on top of your question, you know, just, <laughs> I mean, uh, are, are we going to accept the fact that we are black and we are here to stay and we can try to adapt? I mean, I'm, I'm all for marching. Um, and, and, and all in all, even for myself, like I can try to protect myself 101 ways, but there's that small percentage that I might miss a scenario that I could be involved in. And that's the unfortunate thing. Even me being a um, a gun owner, and I, and I'm certified to conceal. I don't even keep it on me because I'm scared that I'm gonna get gunned down just by telling the officer that I have a firearm on me and I have my credentials to prove it. Correct. And I was sitting here reading this um, article, you know, just a, a little bit about the history of um, racism and all that in the South. I mean, it, it goes on and on. But this is an article that I found by Aaliyah Bundle. And one of the things that she said that I found profound was the quest for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness has been an American aspiration since the Declaration of Independence. But Black Americans, Native Americans, and women were not at the table in 1776. 40 of the 56 signers owned other people. Hmm. So these are the people who wrote the Declaration of Independence. So they were only writing it from their perspective. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's amazing. I mean, you know, I really think when we're talking about that, I really am going back to this case you know, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think they, the jury, you know, those people on that jury, they were fair, more than fair. Um, because at some point, I thought this case wasn't going to be heard. It took, what you mm-hmm. said, 74 days for them to do anything? Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. This man was gunned down in the middle of the street. And it was yeah. on camera. How much more evidence do you need? How much more evidence do you need? And it was on television. You know, I think at some point it's um, our duty to go out there and protest and make sure that our voices are heard. Because at that time we're saying enough is enough. We're not going to take this no more. Absolutely. And we're going to show you guys, we're not taking this anymore. You're going to have to do something about it or we're not going to stop. Right. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. 
And I was thinking the difference in, and I think we all talked about this the other day, the Trayvon Martin case in this case is because it was on video. If this had not been on video, they could have easily said self-defense or he, we felt threatened or we felt like our lives were at stake. You know, with the Trayvon Martin and I can't eat Zimmerman, I think that was his name. Yeah. Um, it was your word against mine. And there was no proof. Nobody had a cell phone. Nobody was recording. And that is probably the reason why he was able to get off. And had there been video or audio or some kind of um, eyewitness or whatever, it may have been different. It may have been a different story. But like you said, it was no way they could have. It would have been a total slap in america's face the black americans and those ones that support us faces to allow these three men to get away with brutally work murdering this man on camera so it, mm. it was no way they, they they couldn't have done it you know george floyd it was so many witnesses videoing it, it was no way because otherwise if there was no video no social media they would have easily said he was resisting arrest and they still try to fly. They still try that. I agree. Yeah. Now, now, uh, if I may, I, I want to add something, too. Even with the Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin and uh, Ahmed Aubrey, the things that I'm starting to notice, um, that they they are exercising something that we don't have, and that's, and that's privilege. So yes. to have the audacity to say that you're doing, what do they call it, a, a civil arrest or... Yeah, what, taking matters into arrest? their own hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like, how, how dare you? It, but we cannot do that same thing. So we, what, we're we at a disadvantage. And that's not us uh, playing a victim, but it's factual. Uh, and I think that's the frustrating part for me as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, it's definitely have, not even playing field. Right. And you have Ahmaud Arbery, they were saying that he had visited this house that was under construction that entered it at least five times how many times have i just rode through neighborhoods because i want to look at the houses and maybe <laughs> right exactly out on one side right. and it. they had no evidence no okay. evidence and he was out jogging and 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 he would go and see these maybe maybe he was dreaming maybe he was dreaming about a house that one day he would have who knows i don't know we he's not here for us to ask him but how dare you take that and and think that you have the right to accost him and kill him you you don't and that's what that's what bothered me Mm -hmm. because i don't have a son but but what if i did Mm-hmm. Or 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 my husband, you know, my 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 ex husband is a cop. I used to worry about him all the time because you know, just because you're a cop, when you take that uniform off, you're the same black man as all the other black men. And right. even see, we, we as women felt at some point that they were targeting our black men, but. Right. The Sandra Bland case, the Breonna Taylor's cases, and um, I'm sure some other females who have been killed who were unarmed. I mean, so it's not just the black men. It's all of us. All of us are at risk. 
So right. the same thing that we have to teach our sons and talk to our husbands about it, our uncles, our brothers, we have to do the same thing with our nieces, our daughters, our aunts. Yeah, I talk to I do talk to my daughter about, you know, when she starts driving, she ends up by herself or with her friends. Don't mouth off, even though you may want to, even though you may want to just do what they say. If you can call me, call me. Um, but for the meantime, just do what they say. Or if they're trying to harm you, that's what that's what makes me afraid. You know, if something happens and somebody's trying to harm her or another one of my family members and 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 they do what they did, they just they just shoot to kill. They don't care. And and yes, two life sentences and a federal hate crime is awesome. But I'm sure I know that um, that's that's not justice. Like his mom said, yeah, like his mom said, all that is fine, but it's not going to bring my son back. Right, right. And, you know, I I wonder, I actually wonder, you know, if you talk to one of them now, how would they feel? You know, are you you feeling some kind of way because you're going to jail or you in jail? Or, I mean, do you even really have remorse for what you did? You know, I would be thinking... They think that their system failed them. And, and you know, what really hit home to me was watching that Emmett Till series. Did you see that, Darius? I didn't catch that, no. Oh, my goodness. It, it's so many different emotions. Anger, sadness, hurt, pain, all of those things. They just made him look like he was, you know, disrespectful. He did this. You know, charged him as a man. Mm-hmm. Like he was a man. And wow. A jury of, I want to say, 10 or 12 white men, you know, they just had no remorse, no thought for this little boy's life at all. You know, and and, and we talked about this jury being all white. So to me, they may, he may feel like, shoot, his, his race turned their backs on him, you know, on them because they were doing right. this. Like, how dare y'all? find me guilty you know i'm just making sure one less you know what is on Mm -hmm, the streets mm -hmm. you know that's the mindset i don't feel like they have any remorse yeah yeah i think what's going on right now is just um everybody's getting tired of all races are getting tired of it it's it's a it's a played out uh thing just racism is so played out and i'm trying not to get angry and emotional about it but it is it, so played out. So I, I thank God for the other races who are stepping up and mm-hmm. and being heard just on our behalf. Even when we're tired of fighting and tired of marching and we're in tears, they, they're marching with us. And it's a beautiful thing. So um, change is near. So uh, I definitely want to find encouragement in that because we wasn't to that place once upon a time. Exactly. And that's what I was going to ask. What does the future look like? I mean, do we expect to see any more changes now that there's more awareness, um, guilty verdicts? We have the social media incidents being videotaped. People are, I feel like people are saying something. And I, and I want to say, even in the George Floyd, the people were saying, stop. He can't breathe. Right. Stop. The people right. were encouraging the police officers to stop. Right. You right. know, so, Yeah. So I, I feel like people are speaking up. They are trying to 
make the changes because like you said, I feel like everybody is just sick of it. Right. I mean, at some point. And I think I saw something like, um, you know, I'm always on YouTube and it was a poll. And one of the questions were, was, are we headed for a civil war? Hmm. And I just felt like, where did that come from? But it's been so much division. And I think it's getting a little better now. But, you know, we had a lot of racial tensions in 2020 and even going into 2021, right. you know, because of all of the senseless killings and people were speaking out, all of the looting and, you know, the marching and the peaceful protests and all of that, you know, those we, things we that people saw, were expressing. We even saw one of my, one of my favorite um, housewives get arrested. Yeah. Really? Portia, yeah. yeah, she got arrested um, for Brianna. She went hard for Brianna Taylor. Yandy was and, out there too, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. I, mean, I think they all were were out there. And it, it just gets to a point where you get where you get tired. Like I said, my, my heart is beating fast right now. I'm full. I mean, um um it, it it just gets to the point where you're just like enough is enough. And and um ladies out there listening inspire her is to inspire you um hopefully this episode still inspires you but we felt the need to take a break for a moment and um just talk about this because it was on our hearts and the verdict came out and it was no way that we could keep going without without talking about this without um because I, I talked about it with red and i was so passionate about it and we said, you know, we got to do it. And we're going to release this episode in between our normal episodes. Because Inspire Her is also inspiring you to speak out. Speak out on your behalf. Speak out for your people. Don't, don't feel like you, like you can't be heard. Because the only way we're going to move forward is if we bond together and, and step out there and be heard. We're tired. We're tired of our people being killed for the color of our skin. And I said I wasn't going to do this, but um, it's just, it, it just gets to the point where it's just, it's too much. And, yeah. and yeah. when, when we, when we can sit there, I'm sorry, guys, when we can no, sit by and watch our people be killed on TV. This is not he say, this is not she say, this is not somebody saw, this is somebody recorded it. And you know, I thought when I saw it, I'm like, why is he recording this? Was he going to go back and show his hillbilly friends, look what we did? You know, mm -hmm. is, is that something that people do? We're seeing this on TV. I felt, I felt bad for his family. I really did because it's out there. And every time you pull up his name, you can see it. And it's sad. It's sad that his mother, father, cousin, sister, brother, family members have to relive that. You know, this verdict was was well deserved. Um, I appreciate, I applaud the jury who stood up and said, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Um we're gonna we're gonna label this a hate crime because it was it was mm -hmm. an absolute hate crime and we need to label it as what it is and i just pray that in the future that um they'll continue if if it happens again that that they'll continue to label 
it as a hate crime. I, these people get off too easily for killing our people. Absolutely. And Absolutely they do. Red, I told her, I said, you know, I, I, I hate having the words celebrating the anniversary of his death. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. want to celebrate the anniversary of his death. And they say that too much on TV. Right. Um, I want to celebrate him. I didn't know him. You know, I, I want to celebrate what he could have been, you know, what, what he could have done with his life. Um, right. I want to celebrate, uh, you know, his life and that there was a precedent set with his court case. That's the things that I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate the fact that he got people because of him. There were people that came out and spoke out for themselves. Yeah. All of those good things. Those are the things that we want to celebrate. And I believe if I'm, if I'm correct, Darius, I was telling Red that in the area, there's an Omar Aubrey Day. Right. Mm -hmm. Third, yesterday they had a they had like a little festival. Um, the, I think the mayor um, had something. So you know they're they're commemorating his life in a good way. Um, his mother participated. His father participated. Mm -hmm. And um, if I had, I think it was at three o'clock in the evening sometime. But if I had been off, I would have went down there to participate as well. I'm I'm not gonna sit back anymore. I'm not going to sit back and just watch stuff on TV. I, I, I want to be a part of it. That We owe that. Everybody's not going to want to protest, march, do all of that. I mean, you can write letters. You can do, you can do lots of things. And I was, you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking the exact same thing. That may not be my way of giving back. I may donate some time to something else or donate some um, therapy sessions or, you know, right post. I, I remember when the George Floyd thing came out and I remember watching that, sitting on the bed watching it on CBS and I cried like a baby and I could not watch it ever again. And that's something that you we have to be careful about what we're taking in constantly. Right. You've seen it yeah. once, that's enough. Right. It's enough mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it will do something to you. Yeah, especially if you're a decent human being. Now yeah. what, I, what I will say about our people, um, um, we we have to do a better job in standing up and, and fighting, even if we don't know uh, the person that may have been killed. Because um, even even working on my day-to-day -day life, I hear some guys say, well, I don't know him. He ain't got nothing. That don't have anything to do with me. And it's like, man, it's all, I have this saying, it's all funny games until it knocks at your door. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And, it, and it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have, it, you shouldn't wait till it get to your door before it happens. Cause God forbid if something happened to my babies, Lord knows I love my babies. They're my everything. If something happened to them, God forbid, I want, I want everyone to march with me, mm -hmm. you know, and I will offer that same courtesy as well. So I do mm -hmm. feel we got to do a better job in being louder. I don't feel we're loud enough. We can be louder. Right. right. And I think, and I think things are getting better even here we have in Virginia, we have something called the Marcus Alert. And I don't know if you guys heard of that. Um, mm. This incident happened on um, 95, right in the center of downtown 95. And one of the young uh, men was having a psychiatric emergency. And the police responded without any mental health professionals. And they ended up shooting and killing him. You know, so 
his really? his family yes his family you know they they protested they um and I, I believe he was killed by officers and I want to say one of the officers was African American but you know it's just that m- being aware and speaking out and you know trying to get these laws in place you know for those things like and hopefully with this situation with Mr. Arbery they'll get to the point where they will have harsher hate crime laws and punishments you know because it it, is it's it's getting to be a a bit much I mean we're in 2022 I mean you know and we're still experiencing things like we're in the 60s or the 1860s you know like you know it's it's like okay we're going backwards and what can we do to to move forward right absolutely I think I, I, I want to believe that as time goes on and um, I look at my daughter and I look at her friends and I look at the new millennials, you know, it's a lot more integrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I want to hope. You hear that? Hope. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hope. You got to pray about it. Um, that's one thing Martin Luther King tried to instill in, in our in our race. Hope and prayer and and standing up and, and speaking up for yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. I want to hope that things get better in the very near future. Very near future. Absolutely. Um, this, this, this can't keep happening. Like I, 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 you, we, we literally sat here and saw George Floyd well, it started out with Ahmad, and just in 2020, just in then in a little period of time, we had Ahmad, Brianna, and George Floyd. February, March, May, mm-hmm. and that's why you know that little bit of time, and it happened back to back to back like that, is why on May 31st I went out in that crowd of people when COVID happened. Mm. You know, your mind just you know you get to that point and you're like, stop. Enough is enough. Yeah. You know? And and you just you just gotta do something. You you gotta do and I look at Darius, he has two babies and a wife. Mm-hmm. Mom, brothers, you know, family. He's a good guy, you know, works hard. Don't cause any problems that I know of. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> um, and for somebody to take his life because of the color of his skin and leave his wife and his babies. Now he has babies um, behind because they didn't like the color of his skin. No, we can't, we can't continue to have that. We just can't, we can't. And not only him, my, 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 um, my family members, my friends, Mm -hmm. um, Red, your your husband. I have two your sons. Mm-hmm. You have two sons. Yeah. You know, how, how, how do you, I mean, how do you feel after these things happen and, and they're out there <laughs> in the world? Yeah, and I just, um, I just pray for them. You know, one of my sons, he, I mean, he's getting a lot better now with maturity, but he is hot headed, you know, he, he, he can be that way. And I, you know, I constantly talk to him 
you have to be aware that when you're in certain settings and speaking to certain people, you have to make sure that you always, it's almost like getting them to act out a character. But if, if you have to humble yourself and shut up and not say anything to save your life, by all means do it. And if you feel mm-hmm. like you're being disrespectful or the police officer has been disrespectful or mistreating you, I want you to live to that next day and then you go about it the right way by reporting him or or whatever the case may be. Right, exactly. Um, but you know what? A lot of times we can report these police officers. I believe their Chauvin had multiple complaints against them, but nothing was done. Right. So that, I mean, that's a whole topic in and of itself that the police departments <laughs> right. have to deal with. But, you know, just praying, praying for them and, and checking on them and, and interacting with them and, and making sure that they understand who they are when they step out into this world. They're just the black man right. And, right. and perceived as a threat to society. Right. right, exactly. But what I will say to the black men and not just black men, because uh, we're not the only ones getting gunned down. You guys are getting gunned down too. Mm-hmm. always remember uh, when we're dealing with this racism thing that wars are won with two uh, key components and that's strategy. And you got those who stand on the front line. So we have to be smart. Uh, we can't just go out here just swinging and shooting and being rebellious because you don't get results that way. You will lose the war. Um, and sometimes you got to lose the battle, but come back stronger with the strategy to, um, I think I said it wrong. You, you got to walk away from the battle, lose the battle, but you could come back and win the war, uh, with better strategy. So we just got to keep that in mind too. We can't, we can't go out here blind. You know, I think that's what Ahmad's mom and dad did, you know, instead of going out and I mean, they could have went out and shot up some folks. Now, yeah. so that's that's not the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. they, they they could have been mad and you know went out and 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 took revenge. And they said that's not what we're gonna do. You know, we, we're right. gonna reach out for help, and they did. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of help. There, mm-hmm. I mean, it stretched far and wide, far and wide, and, mm-hmm. and they did the right thing. Yeah, they did, yeah. and got the and got those results. Right, and I think that, yeah. That's right. I think they understood that the issue was right. It was bigger. It was bigger than their issue, although they are hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is way bigger than them. And I'm glad that they uh, moved about it that way. Yeah. yeah. Let's try to protect somebody else's black son. That's from right. Being gunned down. That's right. Um, yeah. So, guys, this was great. I think, you know, we were able to get some things off of our chest and off of our hearts that, you know, has really been impactful. Um, it's been two years. We have to continue to honor his life and the lives of the others that were lost due to this senseless black killing of our of black men and, and women. Um, you, you know, just inspire you guys to have these conversations with your family, have these conversations with your sons and your brothers and your uncles and your male friends. Um, because, you know, we don't want this to hit any close close to home for anybody. That's um, right. And we could just have to pray and just, um, you know, just do what we feel is right. Um, Darius, you have any last words or that you want to express? 
Well, I, well, I definitely want to appreciate you guys for inviting me on your platform. Uh, I know this is an all-woman group. Y'all might have broke the girl code, but I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> but I do appreciate yeah, it. Too. We wanted to know how you felt. We want to know how, how our Black men feel. Mm-hmm. Well, I, joy, joy always come in the morning. So uh, I feel like, you know, um, everything's going to be okay. And I want to inspire everyone that the, the kids are watching us. Um, and the generation out there, as far as my children, uh, feed your children, uh, read your children, whether we want to admit it or not, they are stronger than us. They're Man. So, you know, we got to make sure we do our parts because we do set the example. We are the blueprint. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys, even when you cry, you know, when we go through this situation, it's fine. But we got to come out stronger. And, you know, everything is going to be OK. Um, our ancestors, they fall and we saw what they went through and look at the outcome. You know, we are in a much better position right now, but we got big ways to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I, I wanna I, I wanna thank um you guys for for helping me with this. When I when I called Red, she was like, Yeah, we, we gotta do this. She saw my passion and said, Yeah, we, we need to do this. I'm gonna say this, you guys, we might not even we might not even edit this one because Darius um is taking a break. I, I think he might be sitting in his car because we hear <laughs> cars going by. And, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're fine because that just shows how important you felt like this was. Absolutely. Um, take a break and join us and and talk about this matter. Um, no, we we I, as a matter of fact, I'm just gonna make the decision. We we're not even gonna edit this because it's it's important to hear how we feel and that, you know, like I said, he felt it important to sit and talk to us about what in the world is going on. I'm, I'm tired of saying that. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, so friends in the group, Inspire Her, whoever is listening to this, we hope that in addition to um, informing you, in addition to celebrating the life of Amar Arbery and all of those Others, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, Michael um, Brown. Michael Brown, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about those people who um, took their lives. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this on your heart. A lot of times you'll see stuff come across. I, I send some stuff out sometimes where you just write letters on behalf of the family to get hurt you know, send money because a lot of these families, they can't afford the lawyers that they need to get the verdict that Amar Arbery got. So when you see that, if you have the time, the space, the money, the ability to protest, don't just ignore it. Pay attention, join in, because like Red and Darius said, it could come close to home you know, and and you would want someone to fight for you. So I just want to put it on your hearts tonight. We are, you know, I I am overjoyed that we did get that verdict. I am overjoyed. Um, So this is, this is not a somber episode. It's just reality. It's just what, you know, we're, we're wanting to talk about what we're dealing with and the fact that he's gone. 
we appreciate the verdict, but but he's gone and his mom and dad and family members don't have him there. We we just want to let them know that, you know, we're we're here for you. We're going to continue to celebrate his life and we're going to continue to fight for what's right, whether that's writing a letter, sending money, protesting, marching, whatever whatever it is. Inspire her is going to be involved. We are um, going to um, put this episode out in between our normal episodes. So hopefully, ladies, gentlemen, whomever it is, we are still inspiring you to live your life and move forward in whatever aspect you think you should. Red and Darius, I I appreciate you guys helping me out with this. Absolutely. Giving me a moment when, when I was shedding a tear or two and um air hugs air hugs air hugs <laughs> bring it and in bring it in for the record i would like to say kobe has not barked all episodes he knew how important this was he stands in solidarity with mr yes. alberry yes. kobe, is, kobe is our inspire her Puppy. I have I have one I have a dog too. He's he's probably sitting outside my room like um when when are they gonna be done? <laughs> Maybe we'll have an episode where we bring them on and talk about Kobe and Max. <laughs> yes, we can talk Uh-oh. about Kobe and Max. <laughs> all right, guys. We appreciate you. We love all of our listeners. We appreciate our guests. Thank you, Darius, for taking us. Yes, thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. We definitely appreciate you. We wanted to hear how a Black man felt about this because we can't imagine it. Mm -hmm. Right. Imagine it. We can't imagine it. Mm -hmm. We thank you. We appreciate you. If no one else has anything else to say, We are going to sign off for tonight and we wish you peace and blessings. Good night. Good night, guys. We are here to inspire her, the total woman. Yay!